Welcome to Kindled Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Williams, and this is the show where we talk about work, motherhood, and the grace we need for both. We are making and being made. Come join us. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to our education mini-series. I am so excited to be able to bring you guys this mini-series on education. Uh, this is the first mini-series that I've actually done here on Kindled, so it's kind of new and different, but I'm really excited for the content that we have to come in the uh, next few weeks. I wanted to kind of just give a preface before we jump into the content here of how I am hoping this will be helpful and what my heart is in even doing this mini-series at all. So this series was born out of my own circumstance and my family's circumstance of having our oldest daughter, Isla, heading into kindergarten next year. And my husband and I did not initially uh, have a clear idea of where we wanted to send her for school. So um, to be honest, I'm recording this on January 12th, and we still have not decided what we're doing next year for kindergarten. Um, as you guys know, who are kind of in this season or who have been there, February is often the time that kindergarten roundups happen in public school. January, February is when a lot of tours are happening for private school, um, for the following, uh, year. And so this is honestly decision time. So we are really in the midst of this, just like many of you, um, That's why this is so relevant to me, and I wanted to do this series for myself and for all the women who might be in a similar spot as me. Back in the summer, when I originally kind of started thinking, oh man, like back to school, we've got one year left, I started, I did a couple searches in like the Apple podcast app for education. Um, I searched keywords like public school, Christian, homeschool, Christian, or private school, Christian conversation, whatever. And there was just so little. There was so little um, material or content out there of believers um, sharing perspective or conversation. There, there. Let me rephrase. There was actually a lot of content like advocating for one route or another, but there wasn't as much kind of um, at the the point before you would get to a conviction over like how you're going to educate your kids, there wasn't as much. I really found almost nothing around these conversations, like weighing them all as, you know, faithful choices for a believer to make. And there was like one that the Village Church, I think, did that I will link to the show notes here that was helpful where Jen Wilkins shared her perspective and then some of the other people there was a few others who there they did a similar deal where it was actually like a round table discussion and they had someone who chose public, private and homeschool and they were all sharing their whys, which is what inspired me to do this because I was like this is exactly what I need. I need I want to hear a conversation between all the different, you know, choices people have made. I want to hear their thought process. I want to I want to know what questions they were considering. Like what did they ask? What were their fears? What were the lies they believed and how did they overcome that with truth? And how did they ultimately make a choice? And not that I think that that will necessarily like shed light on my choice, but help me to think through it better. And I think that's the key is just, you know, a lot of times these new situations, we don't necessarily know how to think through them. But hearing others do that is like, oh, yeah, okay, 
this is what I need to ask. I need to weigh these questions and, you know, pray, obviously, um, unceasingly throughout all of it. But, uh, but that was what inspired the series. So, um, what I also should mention is uh, that you will, of course, hear my my own perspective and my own experiences coming through in these interviews. Um, I tried to mostly keep this about the women that I'm interviewing, but of course, this is a conversation, so you'll hear some of my experience. Um, and I just wanted to kind of upfront say that I uh, my experience in education was that I was homeschooled from K through six. And then my parents started a private school uh, that was a university model school. And that was what I did from seventh grade through high school. So I graduated from that school and it was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday model where you're in classes those three days and then you're at home doing your coursework the other two days. So it's kind of a hybrid. Um, And then my husband, uh, who's from Denver, went to public school all the way through. So you can imagine that we have very, very, very different experiences in terms of how we were educated. Um... And different, you know, positives and negatives of what we felt were the benefits of the way we were educated and the negatives of our experiences. So for us, this conversation of how we wanted to educate our kids was not an instant, immediate, oh, yeah, for sure, we're doing X. Um, A lot of my friends um, did not have a big hang up here with this decision. There was kind of a clear, oh, yeah, we just kind of always thought we would send our kids to public or yeah, you know, we were both homeschooled. So we have always known we would homeschool our kids. And so, um, but for us, that just wasn't the case. We didn't have a clear um, idea of what that would look like right away. We had the same goals and values in mind in terms of wanting to impart a biblical worldview to our kids and train them up in the way they should go, as the Bible says. And we want to obviously teach them about Jesus and and pray that God would transform their hearts and cause them to have uh, a love for him and an affection for him and a true relationship with him. So as we started to have conversations about school and what we were going to do, we had to have a lot of hard um, chats and realizations coming, coming to Jesus moments of, Hey, no matter what we choose, um, the way that we choose to educate our kids is not going to save them. And it's also not going to condemn them because this is an area, I believe, of Christian freedom for us to um, choose how to educate our children as long as we are um, adhering to the word of God. And I'll get into that in a minute. Um, And and obviously submitted to scripture and what God says in his word as far as how we are to parent our kids. As long as we are doing that, I believe that we have freedom. And so for that reason, this becomes um, a decision that we can all make differently. And um, one that is often hard for us. If you're like me and you didn't have a clear idea of what to do with education or how you wanted to school your kids or where they were going to go, you know this can be a really emotional decision, a really emotional topic. Um, so as we've been walking through this for the, really the last year, we have asked a lot of questions of each other. We've asked questions of our friends and of God. What does he have for us and for our daughter? And not just for her, but then our other two girls who will be in school in two and then five years. And as I had more conversations with friends who have chosen all different manner of ways to educate I have realized that the questions I was asking could be answered so many different ways by, they they could be answered differently by godly people who were faithfully following God. 
and people who were seeking to glorify God with their lives and who wanted to see their children follow Jesus too. And yet seeing all the while these people were making wildly different choices. And so therefore there was not a one size fits all answer as I was kind of hoping for at the outset that I would have this clear idea of, oh yeah, obviously we need to do this because X, you know, fill in the blank. The more I have had these conversations, the more I have realized there is not truly a one size fits all and there is not really a right or wrong answer, um, but rather there are good and helpful questions that we can all ask as we're making these decisions for our families and for our kids. And I believe that if we truly believe that there is freedom for us in this decision, then we should be able to be transparent and honest about our own path and our own choice as a family. Um, because we recognize that our salvation doesn't hinge on that. Our, uh, the, lo- the love that God has for us is not dependent on how we're educating our kids, nor does our kids' salvation depend on that. As far as what God's Word does say about how we are to um, educate our kids, it does not offer you know, that uh, clear delineation. It does not talk about public school or homeschool or private school, obviously, as we know. Um, all of those terms did not even exist when the Bible was being written. But it does instruct us as to how we are to um, raise our children. And here's a verse that I bet a lot of you have heard, uh, Deuteronomy eleven eighteen and 19. And that says, you shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you are sitting in your house, and when you are walking by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. So I'm not going to give you a full um, exposition of that passage, but I think it's pretty clear that God wants us to instill uh, the truth that we know of him and who we know him to be and what he's done for us. And um, actually in this passage, it's talking about what God has done for his people and for Israel and how he has brought them up and out of slavery and how he's bringing them into good land and how he wants them to um, remind their children of of his law and what he, and the commandments that he's given them and that uh, they are to love him and to serve him with their whole heart and soul. And so God isn't primarily speaking here to offer a prescription of, hey, I want you to educate your kids in this particular way, but rather he's instructing his people to call to mind who he has shown himself to be to them and call to mind all that he has done for them this far and share that with the next generation and tell them because they weren't there. They didn't see it. He says in verse two, consider today, since I am not speaking to your children who have not known or seen it, consider the discipline of the Lord, your God, his greatness, his mighty hand and his outstretched arm. And then it goes into uh, referencing all that he did uh, in Egypt, the signs to Pharaoh, uh, the king of Egypt, and what he did to the army and the horses and the chariots and how the Red Sea flowed over them and made a way for um, God's people to be delivered. And so I think that this passage, while it is sometimes misappropriately, um, inappropriately, I think, used to support a specific way of educating, um, meaning homeschooling, I think that's just such a narrow interpretation of such a beautiful passage of the grandeur of God's sovereignty over his people and how he has provided. And so that's the heart of 
what I believe God is trying to impart to them is you have to tell your children what I've done. You have to share this with them. And we all know that um, that we have our own stories of God, uh, God's deliverance and God's love and pursuit and faithfulness that we as believers can and should share with our kids. And so I think that is, um, you know, that is the spirit that this this verse is written in. If I could sum it up in one sentence, it would be who we are and what we do should be changed by who he is and what he has done. So I don't want to spend any more time on that, but um, I think if we can all agree that that's not a prescription for homeschooling and a um, mandate that all Christians must homeschool, then we can move forward to the rest of this intro. Um, The next thing that I want to share is a passage that I think is just really good to be reminded of um, no matter where you're at in your parenting journey, whether you have young children that have not yet entered school whether you are a few years into it and you are kind of in the throes of um, figuring out a, a new season with your kids, you know, every year realizing, oh, this isn't just a one-time decision. I have to be making this choice every single year and reevaluating and making sure that where we are is still where we should be. Um, there is a passage that I have just been really um, encouraged and um Re, had had my heart refocused by over and over again recently, and that is Hebrews twelve two. So I'll read that and then tell you why um, or how that's been encouraging to me. Um, so starting in verse one, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne. So as I have had countless and um, hours upon hours of conversations with my husband around this decision and um, what we know, what we don't know, what we, ke- what we, you know, what we can promise or guarantee and what we can't guarantee, I've come back to this idea of no matter what our decision is, there's no guarantees. I've I've just kind of it's a thought that's ran through my head many times. Um, whether we choose private, there's no guarantee that our kids um, don't get exposed to something we wouldn't want them to get exposed to, or don't hear something we don't want them to hear, or are taught something that isn't true, or um, or even that they would become a Christian. There's no guarantee uh, that, that that schooling route provides any of that, right? And then the flip side of being, okay, well, let's just do public. Um, okay, and 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 how will we get that biblical worldview element in and how will we teach that to them? What will be the framework? Where where are they going to get that? Okay, well, let's just um, let's get them in a Bible study or let's do a WANA or let's um, make sure they're a part of a youth group or blah, 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 whatever, fill in the blank. Also, no guarantee there. There's no guarantee. Either way you slice it, um, let's say I homeschool. Well, there's no guarantee I can make them a Christian, you know? And so there's just this limitation to what we are able to do as parents. And if you struggle with control and your own lack of of, um, agency to control the universe, which is 100%, 
then you're going to keep butting up against that like I have in this decision. And so um, the thing that has really encouraged me about this verse is that it says Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He is the author. That means he writes the book. He writes it. He's in charge. The pen is in his hand, you know, and, and not in mine. And that's just, there's no place I would rather have the pen, you know, but so often I get caught up in trying to figure out how I can get the pen into my hand. That's almost like what I'm trying to maneuver. I'm trying to maneuver the pen into my hand somehow that I can control all outcomes. And, and I can't, and I also don't want to, but I need to be reminded of that, that God help me not to want to um, take over that role of being the author, like you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Um, and you endured the cross because you love us and you are our father. And can I not trust you with this? Um, regardless of what I choose, like knowing that if there's truly freedom, I could choose any or all of them and you will be faithful. You will show yourself faithful and good and true. And, um, and so that idea of like there being no guarantee is actually there is a guarantee for believers. We do have a guarantee that Jesus will finish our faith and will complete or other translations say perfect our faith. And so, um, yeah, I mean, obviously that is not a promise that um, your kid has the exact out, you know, life situation or experience that you want them to have. But can we trust that in the places that um, we're disappointed by the circumstances of their lives or by what they do have to experience, that God will use those to show himself to be their true father? Like, can we trust that he, if he is good and if he loves us and them, that he will use every circumstance for their good and for his glory, just as he has with us? And that is really the question that we have to ask ourselves um, as we are deciding um, and making these choices. Um, do we trust that he is good and that he is faithful? Um, and we do. We can. Um and we must, you know, our lives are staked on that. So I want to quote that verse before um, we launch this series, because I want to remind all of us that your education decision is not your child's salvation, and it cannot author salvation, and it cannot finish salvation. It cannot perfect. Only Jesus can do that. So um, if that's true, then I think that we have a lot of freedom to have these conversations with grace and with truth and with honesty about all of the different things that we're bringing into the conversation and the very different situations we all are in uh, that cause us to make different choices and the freedom that we have in Christ to do that and um, not to compare, but rather to um, just wisely walk forward and um, clinging to the hope that we have in Christ alone, not the hope we have in our kids' education. So for that reason, I just want to invite you not to listen to this miniseries as prescriptive. And what I mean by that is don't try and deduce from an interview that one family's choice is necessarily the right choice for you um, by trying to like match up your circumstances or say, oh, we have the same number of kids or the same work-life situation. 
but rather be instructed by how these women have thought through these decisions for their own families. And just see, I, I would, I hope and pray that you will more than anything learn from how they thought through them and be empowered to have the same conversations with your spouse um, or with whoever is helping you make these decisions. And uh, above all, see that there is freedom to do so. If your heart is to glorify and honor your father, that um, there's freedom for you to make a variety of choices faithfully. Having said that and having that clear, um, it's also true that we have um, the body. We have the body of Christ around us, and we can look at others' experiences, the wisdom of years. We can learn from um, from from each other. And so that is what we're here to do. Maybe you don't have questions about education, but you're listening to these interviews to try and understand the mindset and the choices of, uh, of another and how, how a family might make a, a choice to send their kids to public school faithfully or to homeschool their kids faithfully. And, um, and maybe that's how you're listening to these. And um, wherever you're coming to it from, be reminded that although the choices around education that we make for our children and our families offer no guarantees, if you are a believer, you do have a guarantee. And that guarantee is that God will walk through all circumstances with us and will uphold us. He protects and is our defender, and he makes light our heavy burdens all along the way. So maybe the point of all of this is just to remind you that you do have a guarantee, and that is the person and work of Christ Jesus has set you free. And if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. So that's John 8, 36, by the way. So I'm going to invite you to come back tomorrow for the first episode of the Education Mini-Series, where I will be chatting with my dear, dear, in real life friend, Julie Klein. So you have until tomorrow to invite some friends to come follow along and check this out. If you have friends who are sending little ones to school for the first time next year, or just sending anyone to school next year, then maybe they will benefit from this. And it'll be a great way for you to share a resource and a podcast that you love with a friend. Um, And I hope and pray it's actually going to be really helpful and encouraging to everyone listening. So until tomorrow, you guys have a great day. And uh, yeah, come back tomorrow for the first episode. Thanks. Thanks.